The TRC was established in 2006 through a federal grant, National University Transportation Research Center. And it has evolved over time uh, to work in a number of areas, but perhaps today it's it's best known for its, its contributions in the fields of travel behavior and in workforce development although we, we do a number of other projects and have built a, a very, very strong relationship with our state DOT, VTRANS, and look to do a number of projects in the state that have to do with direct service to meeting transportation goals and needs uh, in, in the state as well. And then those build out to both regional and national agendas. Now, Lisa, being here in Vermont, in Burlington to be specific, there are some unique aspects as far as transportation goes when it comes to Vermont. What are some of the ways that the work here, how that fits in with what's going on in Vermont in particular? There's really two things we do, being a university transportation center in a small state, and we came to the game late, being established in 2006. Many of the transportation centers around the U.S. were established 1970, 1980, the first round of USDOT-funded centers started in 1987. So we have two things we do. We really look at problems um, and research questions, workforce development needs, educational needs that are very specific to Vermont, a small rural state, a state without a large metropolitan area, uh, a state that struggles uh, in terms of how our new revenue model is going to work in the transportation sector simply because of the way it's set up. We've done a little bit of work around winter maintenance. Uh, We've done a lot of work both before and after Tropical Storm Irene about resiliency. Those are things that really apply to Vermont and, and the unique place that it is. But the other thing we need to do in order to be competitive nationally, uh, we can't take on the big state transportation centers just doing things the same old way. Uh, So we like to study things, look at them from a unique perspective, a way that maybe others aren't. And and one of the ways we're doing that right now is by really diving in deep into long-distance travel. Uh, Most researchers in travel behavior have researched, you know, daily travel around the metropolitan area. So we see a hole and we try to fill it by looking at it in a unique way. Glenn, as far as the workforce development, for someone who's not familiar with that kind of work, tell me what you're involved with and, again, how that fits in. The Federal Highway Administration uh, in 2014 uh, set up five regional transportation workforce centers, and we won one of those center grants. So we were created by FHWA to try to address what they see and what all indications uh, are, are pointing to as a fairly big crisis in the workforce that serves the transportation sector. And that's both a, a crisis involved with the retirement, the just general push of demographics, um, but it's also in, involved in uh, that, that transportation tends not to have a less diverse workforce uh, traditionally, and so it's not really reflective of the broader demographics of, of the country. And it's a field or a set of fields that come together uh, that are changing extremely rapidly, facing new challenges uh, as as well as new technological innovation that is changing what the workforce does and looks like uh, and how it act- actually works. And so they were looking at trying to bring together enough resources uh, and and be able to dr- drill deep on a, on a state and regional level as well as build that back up to a national level to say, 
what are the strategies that we're going to employ as a sector, bringing together multiple stakeholders to ensure that we do have a, a viable and, and resilient and long-lasting pipeline for that workforce to grow and, and build off of as those changes hit us? Here in Vermont, or in New England in particular, are those challenges more difficult because of the population here, or is it similar to what we would find, say, in California or Texas or other parts of the country? I think there are probably uh, regional differences, which is one of the things that we're all setting out to, to look at. So uh, my colleague in, in Southern California, one of the things that they've decided to delve deep in is language as a workforce issue. So they have a very large uh, English as a second language population, and that deters people from effectively entering the workforce in general and transportation uh, specifically. So one of the topics they've taken on is looking at how do we address that within the transportation field to make transportation really a field of choice that because it's solving that problem of, of being able to attract people into it. In the Northeast, we do have diverse populations. We have some different diversity. We certainly, uh, in northern New England, have age diversity or lack thereof in many ways. We also have, outside of the I-95 corridor, we, we have a less dense population, so we are more uh, scattered, smaller communities. Uh, so we, we have the issue of how do we attract a critical mass of work workers to address the needs of institutions like state DOTs, transit agencies that serve the entire region, just not the region that has a, a larger pool to actually draw on. Lisa, as a professor of civil engineering here at UVM, how does the work that's going on at the TRC interface with what the university is doing, and students in particular, whether they're graduate or undergraduate students? One of the things we took on right from the beginning was wanting to make the Transportation Research Center at the University of Vermont not solely about civil engineering. I mean, it makes sense coming out of building the interstates, a monumental thing for the country, that civil engineering departments have kind of owned transportation and transportation research um, for a long, long time. And we saw that expand into the field of planning. And, and we've kind of wanted to take it even further here at Vermont, getting a fresh start in 2006. Let's make this a transportation center that includes not only civil engineering, but also computer science. We've had some involvement from mechanical engineering, community development, applied economics, geography, anthropology. Uh, we even had a nurse as, as one of our graduate transportation scholars one year. And, and some of our, our best students uh, of late coming from the Rubenstein School of Environment and Natural Resources. So I think that uh, what we've tried to do with the research is really use the investment of USDOT funds to bridge some of these language barriers that Glenn refers to outside of the academy, in the academy, and say, hey, wait a minute, lots of us do transportation research. What aspects of that are we studying, and how can we take the time to communicate with each other and understand each other's perspectives, you know, not just as researchers, but really as individuals that travel in the community, too? Something I know that didn't necessarily just involve Vermont, but was national in scope that you were involved with, along with a graduate student, dealt with bike share equity. Tell me a little bit about that, if you would, please. Uh, the, the bike share equity paper this year was such an exciting one because it, it's so great when a piece of research uh, that came from the student um, completely proposed by her, uh, makes a splash and is well-received, you know, locally or nationally. Julia Ursaki, a uh, civil engineering student, came to me after her sophomore year, proposed this project to take a look at whether or not bike share stations in, in large cities were being 
equitably located so that people of all different types in life had equal access or equitable access to bike share stations. We proposed it, uh, she did, to the Barrett Foundation, a very generous group that uh, funds research for undergrads in the summer here at UVM, and she won the award. Did work for one summer, and then we funded her the second summer with some USDOT funding. She wrote a paper for the uh, Transportation Research Board of the National Academies. was accepted for presentation. She couldn't make it. I went down and presented it for her. It was just really an exciting student project because it came from the student and then well-received right away from the community. Lots of time you, you wait 20 years for your research to be that well-received. And, wh and what we actually showed, she showed, with, with GIS analysis was that that uh, those bike share stations don't tend uh, to be equally available to all. Um, there were some patterns in different cities, but definitely uh, people of color, people uh, with less household income, um, not necessarily as likely to have a bike share station in their neighborhood. One of the groups that you're collaborating with is Rutgers. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing with Rutgers, Kate. Rutgers is our partner in the Northeast Transportation Workforce Center. We worked with them as we formulated the proposal to think about kind of how could we create a workforce center serving an area as really different as what the northeastern states. So we serve Maine to Washington, D.C. It's compact compared to some of the other regions, uh, but extraordinarily diverse. And we wanted a partner with a, a strong workforce uh, background and transportation, but with a more urban setting, urban experience. Uh, and we got kind of all of those in, in our Rutgers partner. The Heldrich uh, Center for Workforce is located there and uh, in association with Kate built the Transit uh, Virtual Career Network, uh, which was a partner with the American Association of Community Colleges, the American Public Transit Association, some FTA funding. Uh, so they had a strong uh, uh, background in transit workforce uh, in, in particular, but also were very involved in the LTAP network, uh, which is the local transportation assistance program that works very much with the public works, the roads departments at the town and county level throughout. So they made a very logical partner in, in terms of trying to build what we thought was the expertise and network connectedness that would be necessary to identify workforce issues in, in the Northeast and then to put together stakeholders to start to address uh, some solutions going forward. What are some of the things that you're, as you look ahead, that the TRC here is going to be getting involved with that you see yourselves becoming maybe more involved with than you have been in the past? The two areas, workforce, uh, I think, is, a, is very much a growing field. People are really, I think, starting to wake up and think of it. Well, it's more than just getting degreed students out into the world. It really is about what is the kind of constant, ongoing professional education that we're going to need to do with that workforce from uh, maintenance and operations and logistics coordinators to engineers and systems uh, analysts uh, that are going to be needed in terms of continuing to have and maintain an effective uh, transportation network. How are we going to do a better job of training and then identifying what we need in the construction and trades industries as we go 
forward uh, with really what are going to have to be very big investment programs in the rebuilding and maintenance of the critical infrastructure we have, just efficient bridges in the Northeast. If we were just to focus on rebuilding and, and maintaining all of those bridges is obviously a multi-decade project and will take a specialized, educated, uh, skilled workforce in, in order to do that from welding and construction to the engineering and, and design phase. So. Workforce is, I think, going to tend to continue to be a really diverse uh, and, and exciting and growing field and one that we're going to uh, stay very heavily involved in. I think in particular in, in travel behavior, uh, the focus that Lisa talked about on long-distance travel as uh, something that has been under-researched and, and identified as just being really identified as, as something that as we think about a, a resilient and growing economy and social system, we're going to want to pay more attention to that, and I think we're kind of on the uh, the cutting edge of thinking about how do we study that, how do we kind of look at, at where that is going as, as a field into the future. Lisa, you mentioned that you presented the paper down at TRB in Washington in January. When it comes to the work that goes on here, is it something that really is probably just known by people in the transportation community, or do you get your message out to a wider community of people who are living in, in Burlington, living in Vermont, or just in general are interested in transportation in particular? Well, one of the things we've really tried to do, actually, is to bring people who weren't regular TRB goers from the UVM campus to TRB with us over the last 10 years. And then we've also really encouraged and funded people to take the transportation research that they've worked on to other conferences and other fields. Um, and we were really fortunate um, that the, the greater Burlington community and really the Vermont community was excited to have a transportation center focused on sustainability and sustainable transportation here in their midst. And uh, we have had enormous numbers of people come to our brown bag lunches, not just the grad students and faculty, but the neighbors from down the street and sometimes the uh, VTrans employees from Montpelier or the MPO employees from across the river. And, and so I do think that we have done a great job on, on out reach and technology transfer, as they call it, in the transportation field. And, and that's in, in good part um, because we have a really fine staff here at the center. You know, you can't really do that reaching out to the community uh, with just faculty and graduate students. You have to have those professional staff teaming with you to make a center a center. One of the agencies that you work with very closely is Vermont's Agency of Transportation. Tell me a little bit about that, Lisa. Uh, well, the Vermont Agency of Transportation has really been with the, the UVM TRC since day one, um, coming to the table to help UVM plan, to help hire a director, to help pick the research that we would be doing. They're very interested in, in partnerships uh, to get students working for them, and, and really we, we wouldn't be here 10 years later as a successful center if we, we didn't have the Vermont Agency of Transportation behind us. They've been a fantastic partner. Lisa, Glenn, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thanks a lot.